Sports Illustrated dropped a trade proposal that's been going around Raptors land, especially in our Discord, that would send Fred VanVleet to the Orlando Magic and return a massive package to be coming back to the Toronto Raptors. So break down that trade hypothetical, as well as an injury update, Andrew Wiggins making some interesting comments about Team Canada and a whole bunch more. So without further ado, let's jump on the first topic of discussion. The first thing we're taking a look at is Sports Illustrated's Fred VanVleet to the Orlando Magic trade proposal. Now, this one is pretty interesting because... Raptors fans right now, we're in a little bit of a confused state. We have a lot of talent on the roster, a lot of effective players that took us to the playoffs just last season. We came back with a very similar core, and, you know, this year hasn't been going that well. Currently, as of recording, we're the 12th seed in the Eastern Conference, and yes, we've had some big wins in recent weeks, but we've also had some brutal losses, and there's clearly some holes, some clearly some things that need to, need to get fixed, and... People are throwing out trade hypotheticals, especially uh, Sports Illustrated right now. And one of their trade ideas is making the rounds. As I'll pull it up on the screen here now, they, they're saying the Orlando Magic, a win-win trade for the Orlando Magic and Toronto Raptors. The Magic get Fred Van Vliet and the Toronto Raptors in return get Cole Anthony, Mo Bamba, Gary Harris, a 2023 first round pick and 2025 second round pick. Now, this one is intriguing i've seen a lot of people sort of be split about whether or not they do this but uh or these orlando magic trade hypotheticals in the past but uh this one it seems to be a uh, more favorable in terms of uh toronto raptors fans sort of look ahead to it now at first glance you might say ben how is this a favorable deal how is this a deal that you could potentially even think about accepting fred van vliet was an all-star last season he's a champion he's the leader of your lot roster and for all those reasons, it's why I've been uh, very reluctant to be jumping in on the trade Fred VanVleet bandwagon, even though his stats this season haven't been too hot. I mean, you look at the stats this year for Fred, they're not that great. Let's be honest. In 19 points per game, 4 rebounds, 6 assists. You know, uh, the efficiency has been absolutely brutal with 33% behind the three-point line, 38% from the, the field. The three-point percentage has slowly, steadily been increasing, but he's currently... Uh, as I've last looked, like the fifth worst half-court score in the NBA, Russell Westbrook is the worst. So Fred VanVleet offensively just hasn't really been able to be that effective. He has been a little bit better as of late, but he's also been dealing with injuries and all that sort of stuff. So he's sort of at a sell low right now. So, you know, I've been reluctant because Fred VanVleet is that guy. But the package in return, this one that uh, the Raptors would receive... I've bashed a couple of these trade ideas, trade hypotheticals in the past, but this one is, is a little bit more intriguing. Now, it's not really because of the players. Now, there are some good players coming back. I mean, Cole Anthony, 13 points per game, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. He's sharing a lot of minutes with, like, Jalen Suggs, with RJ Hampton, with all these uh, backcourt players, Markel Fultz, and uh, down there for Orlando. He's not the most efficient guy himself, but... More efficient than uh, Fred VanVleet, obviously at a lower volume with less expectations, but he's a younger player that could be molded into something greater. So Cole Anthony would be a cool guy in return. We'd also be getting a center who Orlando Magic fans haven't been uh, that high on in particular in uh, you know with in his tenure with Orlando and the emergence of Bull Bull. Not really a guy they value too highly, but Mo Bamba, eight points, five rebounds this season. You know, block a game, knocks down some three point shots at the center position. And he's not the greatest defender, even though he's a pretty effective shot blocker, right? He's one of those guys that aren't super mobile, aren't super engaged night in, night out, but is a long guy that, uh, you know, maybe could be crafted into something nice in the Toronto Raptors system. But the reason why this trade is uh, intriguing as a Toronto Raptors fan, you can see it right there. It's not Gary Harris either. 
It's the 2023 first round pick. Now, for people that don't know, and if you don't know, you've been living under a rock. There's a generational prospect in this year's draft, and the Orlando Magic are one of the bottom tier teams in the NBA. They're not the worst. They're not dead last, but uh, they're not that great. And even with the addition of Fred VanVleet, I'm skeptical whether or not they'd uh, really drag their way out of the lottery. And, you know, get an Orlando Magic first-round pick. I'm assuming it's unprotected. They didn't specify any specific protections. A chance, what well, even if it's 10, 15 Fifteen percent chance at Victor Webinyama. I think that's high. Probably around ten to ten to five percent chance, along with the Toronto Raptors draft pick, which is currently in the lottery right now. You might have to do it. You might have to do that deal. You give off a Fred, and if you don't think you're going to pay Fred Fred VanVleet and Gary Trent Jr., you have to make a decision between these those two guys, and you can get a chance at getting a seven foot three Kevin Durant in uh, Victor Webinyama, as people have brought up. That's uh, that's something you have to consider. That's something that has to be uh, brought up. Now, I'm not jumping for joy immediately because it's still a low percent chance of getting Victor Webinyama even scoot. But there are a lot of, from everything, from my understanding, from what people have been saying, a lot of solid guys in this year's lottery, right? It could be a cool return, and the risk or the risk reward of getting Victor Webinyama has to be measured. But uh, unless that first round pick is in the package, unless that first round pick is in the deal, right? Uh, I'm not doing it without that first round pick. That's essentially what I'm saying. But let me know what you guys think about that potential Fred VanVleet trade package. That was an interesting dialogue there. You know, there's been a lot of rumored deals going around. Sports Illustrated gave that one. So I wanted to give my take on it. But the next thing we're taking a look at is uh, Precious Achua and Fred VanVleet injury update. Now, speaking of Fred, we got a little injury update on uh, two guys that have been in and out of the lineup in recent weeks. And uh, it's coming from Josh Lundberg essentially coming out and saying that uh, there's been no real change to the Raptors' injury report for tomorrow's game against Indiana. Fred VanVleet and Precious Achua are still questionable. Porter's still out, and Delano Banton is still down with the 9.05. So, you know, we uh, we had some... Uh, there was potential that Precious Achua would be able to return for the Phoenix Suns game, you know, a couple days ago, a few days ago. So, uh, also, Happy New Year's. I'm... Uh, Gotta be, gotta be wishing people Happy New Year at the start of this podcast, the second day of January. I'm used to doing the daily vids, but uh, Happy New Year to everyone out there. But before the New Year's last year, uh, you know, Precious Chua was expected to return, but, uh, you know, didn't happen. Didn't end up playing in that game. Now he's questionable again coming into this one tonight. I'd be uh, shocked, surprised, given what uh, people were saying about him returning in the Phoenix Suns game if he wasn't back for tonight's game. And I'm interested to see... He's one on a minutes restriction or two in the starting lineup because we've started Coloco in recent uh, games with uh, Gary Trent Jr. on the bench with us uh, dealing with our injuries, Fred VanVleet out. So uh, I'm interested to see if Precious Two ends up getting that starting role, especially where he was struggling a little bit before he went down with injury, but just makes sense for him to be that starting center, even though Coloco did have a really good game against the Suns and Fred VanVleet once again is out with a uh, back tightness. Some people would say, Oh, we're going to trade Fred VanVleet. I don't think that's the actual reason. I think Fred VanVleet is genuinely injured, but uh, and still no update on Otto Porter Jr. So that's sort of the Raptors kind of injury situation right now. And if you're feeling good, especially Precious Achua is returning about us uh, beating the Indiana Pacers tonight, definitely uh, check out the CoolBet app. Use the link down below. CoolBet's the greatest sports book you can use in Canada. They're regulated. Ontario, all across Canada. You can sign up and you can bet on any Toronto Raptors game, any NBA game, really any sport that you'd be interested in. And if you sign up and let myself or Goody know, send a screenshot, shoot us a message on Discord or Instagram. You can get custom boosts and custom odds, right? You can hit us up and then we'll talk to the guys at CoolBet and we'll be able to get you the, those specific deals. Especially come uh, around the trade deadline, we're going to have some fun uh, 
some fun boosts going around about potential trades going on. So definitely check that out. And shout out to CoolBet for supporting the podcast. But the next thing we're taking a look at is Andrew Wiggins. Interesting comments on uh, joining Team Canada for the Olympics. Now, Andrew Wiggins is a guy that uh, had an interesting relationship with Team Canada. When he was younger, he played on the team. Jay Triano was uh, coaching. And then there's all the drama. We were playing Venezuela, I believe, where uh, I, f- I believe that was the team we were playing against. But I remember the game vividly when Andrew Wiggins was having a solid game. He was a younger guy. He was the next you know star for Team Canada. And he had a solid game as well. But Jay Trano decided to bench him at the very end of the game and uh, played Aaron Dornikamp, who you know is a, is a Canadian veteran, but not an NBA guy, not at the level of talent as an Andrew Wiggins. And Decided to play him at the end of the game. Dornicamp sold a box out and then uh, gave up an offensive rebound that won the game for Venezuela. And after that point, Andrew Wiggins hasn't really been uh, that committed, that consistent with Team Canada. Uh, I believe it was last summer he came out and really played strong, really uh, helped us out in those uh, qualifying games. I'm not sure it was last summer or the summer prior, but had some big moments for Team Canada in the last couple of years. But now had some interesting comments about uh, playing for Team Canada in the Olympics, especially given the commitment Nick Nurse has asked for Team Canada guys. He essentially said, I would love to play if they made the Olympics, referring to Team Canada, but I won't do no three-year commitment. You know, if uh, if not, I wouldn't uh, lose no sleep over it if they, didn't, if they didn't let me. If they didn't, that would be on them. And so, uh, you know, that quote doesn't come off very, uh, very nice. It doesn't come off very, uh, you know, humbling of a guy that, you know, has his colleagues, right? Shea Gilgis, Alexander, RJ Barrett, these types of dudes have made their commitment. Shea is, you know, I know Andrew Wiggins won the NBA Finals last year. He's an NBA champion, but Shea is a is a better player than Andrew Wiggins. He is the, by far the best Canadian right now in the NBA. And uh, these types of guys have already made the commitment for Team Canada. And he's just coming out being like, no, nah, I'm too good. They'll ask. If I go, if, you know, they work their butts off and make the Olympics, you know, I'll pull up then, right? But I'm not making no uh, four-year commitment. That's what that sort of quote, that excerpt is saying. But he gave some context, which hasn't been given that much light, given that much uh, nuance to by uh, people. Because that quote comes off a little bit uh, arrogant, I guess you could say, with uh, Andrew Wiggins. But he also had this to say, essentially saying that uh, they want a long-term commitment. Right now, my priority is the Golden State Warriors. I have kids. I have family. I have a life outside of basketball. And, uh, you know, so to commit to three years to the Warriors and to Team Canada basketball... It wouldn't make uh, sense to me. I spend the whole time during the season with the Warriors, and my summertime, I get to decide. The article and the more quotes essentially went on to talk about how the summers he used to grow his game, improve his skills, and all that sort of stuff. So I get where he's coming from. But to, to say, oh, it's on them, it's on Team Canada, if they don't want to have me for the Olympics after they do all the work to get to the Olympics, it's a bit smug, a bit arrogant, not a, not a great look, and, you know, we have guys like Shea, we have RJ, Team Canada be fine, Dylan Brooks, all these dudes. So if Wiggins doesn't play, he doesn't play. That is what it is. But uh, as a guy that could be a leader for Team Canada, it's kind of unfortunate he's coming at it with this type of attitude. He could just say, you know, I can't do it. I'm getting older with the Team Warriors. He could have said it a little bit nicer, but I see where he's coming from at least. But the final thing, final thing we're discussing in this video is a uh, wrong button. But uh, the Toronto Raptors New Year's resolution. Bleach Report came out uh, with an article essentially giving every single team's uh, New Year's resolution. I thought I'd give it a little take, especially where it's uh, the first video of 2023. And uh, this is essentially what they had to say about the Toronto Raptors. And the Toronto Raptors still won 48 games a year ago, and they have a point differential of a team that should collect roughly 40 wins this season. That's not exactly a failure, but it reminds 
It remains disappointing, if uh, only because most of the same uh, flaws with the roster that arose last year are still present. Toronto more or less ran it back and is getting the same unbalanced results. There's no reason to expect a ceiling higher than the 2021-2022's first round exit and the floor to be considerably lower than that. Fred Van Vliet and Gary Trent Jr. both have options for next season that could send both into free agency. Moving a one or both ahead of the trade deadline could bring a downhill that could bring back downhill guards or interior bigs that the Toronto Raptors need, but pulling the trigger on a deal that will require facing the truth. The experiment hasn't worked as Toronto has hoped. So, Bleach Report saying that the New Year's resolution for the Toronto Raptors to get rid of that uh, 6-9 slashing lineup, the, the strategy hasn't worked, and I think the jury's still a little bit out given all the injuries and stuff, but Moves definitely uh, have to be made. I mean, I locked it in. My predictions, you know, I'm thinking a trade will uh, will come down the hatch come this trade deadline. So we'll see what ends up happening. But let me know what you guys think in the comment section below. You guys are the best for making this far. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Sign up for CoolBet using the link down in the description. Helps out the channel big time. It's free to sign up as well. So definitely sign up down there. But you guys are the best. I'm signing out. Cheers.